Hey everyone, welcome. I am your host, Robin Openshaw, and today our format is a little bit different than anything I've done before. You might know me online as the Green Smoothie Girl the past 15 years, and that's my public figure online name and brand. And many of you have done my 26-day detox now for, gosh, many years, eight or 10 years we've been doing that. You may have done our nine-day Green Smoothie Challenges that we do twice a year, and others of you might just know me from the last 15 months as the founder of Take Action for Freedom. I started it in March of 2020 as I saw us losing freedoms fast. And one aspect of regaining our lost freedoms is that we need to reposition ourselves financially because our economy is in big trouble. Starting in February of 2020, I started saying publicly that we were in a classic Marxist takedown of our government and that there was an intentional destruction of the dollar going on. Well, here on my podcast, I've interviewed everyone from Dr. Judy Mikovits to Dr. Sherry Tenpenny to the legendary Robert F. Kennedy Jr., all to get to the bottom of what's going on with this whole pandemic and the vaccine, what's really going on in the world. We've learned one thing. It's that what's really going on is not what the governments and the media outlets of the world are selling. Well, the world of finance has not been my platform for the last 15 years as an influencer. However, one thing that you may not know about me is that I taught basic macroeconomics at the university level many years ago. And teaching the basics of how the economy works mixed in with the basics of American history and the basics of civics or how our government works in the United States, it's been really invaluable in making sense of what is happening in our world in 2021. Virtually every day I have somebody tell me that they think that they're suddenly the new rich because the value of their house has been going up faster than maybe they've ever seen before. And I really hate to burst anybody's bubble, but that is not actually value increasing What that really is, is inflation and deflation. Okay, inflation is where prices go up and we're actually in hyperinflation right now, which no living American has ever seen. And deflation is where your dollar is worth less and less. So I've been a real estate investor for 34 years now. I bought my first rental property when I was 20 years old. And I think it bears saying that most Americans don't understand hyperinflation and they think that it can't happen to them. They think it can't happen in the United States, even though it's happened all over the world to the point that you may have seen Venezuelans took photos of burning a barrel full of cash. Someone had amassed over the course of a lifetime and it was now worth more as, as fuel or as toilet paper than for its purchasing powers. In fact, it is happening in the United States as we speak. Your dollar if you're listening to this in June of 2021, is worth about 20% less than it was at the first of the year. This has never happened in your lifetime. And what I want to talk about today is actually related to that. It's how to financially prepare, especially if you have some savings and you're finding yourself worried about it losing its value and you you aren't sure exactly what to do. And if that describes you, you aren't alone. There's millions of us who are really concerned about our investments that we've made, the savings we've amassed. Uh, here we are being responsible Americans, setting aside some of our money for our retirement, for our future, for our children to be able to go to college. And suddenly we learn that all this financial positioning that we did and our well-diversified portfolio, suddenly our dollars are worth 20% less in less than six months. Well, stay with me because I'm going to give you some hope 
in this episode today. I'm going to tell you what I've done to reposition myself and how you can do it too if you want to, even if you're a boomer and even if you hate technology and even if everything I've said to this point makes you think, oh no, I don't know what it is that she knows about macroeconomics or how the government works. I'm not sure I even understand hyperinflation and deflation. Listen, on this show today, we've got you. We've got a way for you to get involved if you decide you want to stop the bloodletting in your own portfolio of investments. Just listen today without panicking. Take notes if you want to, but you really don't have to. This is a free episode. You can re-listen to it if you really want to, but just take a few deep breaths. Okay. Let's just take a few deep breaths as you're listening. I am not going to tell you lies about how the economy should turn around in six months. And I am not going to tell you that the stock market is a great investment right now because it's not. And I'm not going to tell you that your 401k is backed by the government because I don't trust our government in the slightest anymore. But I will tell you what I've done that has me breathing a lot easier and feeling a lot more prepared for what lies ahead. So if you've been listening to this show since March of 2020, you may know that what I saw that was happening since, you know, like the month before that, and it's actually happened to 50 or 60 countries during my lifespan, those countries have fallen into communism and they always, always start with Marxism, also called socialism. And it happens gradually, gradually, and it's, and it's marketed very well to the public so that most of the public is confused and compliant and going along with the story that the government is just their big brother looking out for them and keeping them safe. And we have actually been in that process of conversion to socialism for a long time. But what you need to know is that their end goal, the people who run the world, is actually the merger of governments worldwide with all the huge multinational corporations that you've seen be untouched by the lockdowns. Okay. And those, those multinational corporations, those are designated to be the ones who are allowed to survive at the end of this, as long as they play by the rules. And actually even that public um, private merger is actually sort of the red herring or the thing that they're putting out front. What it really is, is a small number of globalist billionaires uh, taking control of the world. So about the time that you started hearing the word COVID, that process of socialism, which is generally just a stepping stone on the way to communism. You could be in socialism for a few months or a few years or even 20 years. That process had accelerated in speed. So socialism is where the government controls the terms of commerce and communism is where government owns all the means of commerce and you, their subject, own nothing and you work for them for whatever wages and lifestyle they feel to give you. And it's it's marketed to you as a utopia. It's always marketed to you as equitable and fair and the little guy gets ahead. Never, never, never is that the case. But while I mostly talk on this podcast to date about all the manipulation when it comes to the virus and the vaccine, behind the scenes, of course, I was taking a really good look at my own financial circumstances. And I was doing a lot of homework and I was repositioning myself and I decided to go public with it and help flatten the learning curve for you, which I've already done with other subjects, right? Like human detoxification or shifting yourself from the standard American diet to a whole foods, mostly plant-based diet. If you've been following me for a long time, you've seen me do that. Try to be your shortcut to the library and let you take advantage of my extensive research in a few subjects. So I was having to face the fact that I'm nearing retirement age and I had actually been planning to semi-retire right about now. But I realized because I used to teach this 
at Brigham Young University that small businesses are always the target of the Marxist playbook. Okay, the workers are manipulated to turn against the small business owner. The classes are turned against each other and or races are turned against each other. And we're seeing that play out to the letter here. While most Americans snooze through this, we're really quite famously unaware of history and we're well known in the people of the world to be quite entitled after decades now of affluence and actually peace as well. I mean, when was our last, you know, major world war? And so we think that because the dollar is the most powerful currency in the world and we're the greatest country in the world and we're a free country and all that. So somehow we seem to think that it couldn't happen here. America, the land of the free and home of the brave, right? Half of America believes that our big problem here is that we caught a deadly virus. Luckily, it's still two thirds of us. I'm sure children are overrepresented in that number, but about 70% of us and they're, they're coming for our kids. But even with all the pressure that has been on us, 65 to 70% of us have not gotten the vaccine. And so that gives me hope. It gives me a sense that maybe a majority of us are actually deeply concerned about what's happening in our country and are actually willing to start pushing back. So one of the things I struggle with, I'm going to lay out a case for you, why cryptocurrencies, not all of them, but a handful of them are in my opinion are the best place for a store of value right now heading into the new economy. I have to keep quite a few dollars in the bank to keep my business going because the dollar is the currency we currently operate in. But again, in half half a year, we've lost 20% of our wealth. If that wealth is in a bank account or an IRA or under your mattress or in your safe, and that is truly just going to continue to accelerate. So as I saw the globalists who really run the world executing a modern version of the Marxist playbook, I started to look at cryptocurrencies more seriously because cryptos are the one thing that are inflation proof. If you know just a little bit about macroeconomics, I mean, maybe you took Econ 110 30 years ago or whatever, you could probably surmise that nobody's going to come save the dollar. In the end, it is going down. It's anybody's guess whether that's in 10 weeks or 10 months or 10 years, but it is absolutely all by design. So if you remember just one single thing that I say today, let let it be this. Okay. Let it be this. Cryptocurrencies are actually the way to get in on the upside of inflation and deflation. Okay. Let me say that again, because you can just stop now. If this was enough for you, it's the most important thing I have to tell you. Cryptocurrencies are the way to get in on the upside of inflation and deflation. So these are going to be the currencies of the future. That is getting very, very clear. Some cryptos that we want to teach you about have specific, disruptive, important utilities that will change the world. Some of them are clearly backed by the globalists who so successfully took the world down in the last year into their agenda. And so we should pay attention to which cryptos they are getting behind. And in order to take a new look at money, it's going to require a sea change in how you view your own wealth and your own savings and money in general. And you might be feeling like, this is too foreign to me. I can't handle this disruptive technology. The blockchain is too much. I don't understand. So I'm just going to stick my head in the sand. And I literally see almost all the boomers saying that. I just had my dad visiting here for almost a week and, and I made him listen to this content. Okay. I had done a webinar on it and I made him listen to it for 90 minutes. But, you know, I was down at the pool the other day here in Florida where we came at the beginning of this thing. Um, we moved here and I was sitting at the pool talking to one of my neighbors who is a CFO 
And he actually said to me, I don't understand it, so I'm not going to give it any attention. And most of our friends here in Florida are over 60. And I even see freedom fighters like Ron Paul and Glenn Beck. And like I said, my own dad, who's a retired U.S. Air Force colonel who, you know, had the same job as Oliver North in the Pentagon and Donald Trump, bless their hearts. They don't understand it. And even though I'm out here waving the, the flag, I promise I, I, I'll never say to you, I told you so. So if you're hearing this and a year from now, you neglected this call to assess your own financial plan relative to the current circumstances we find ourselves in. I promise I'm never going to say I told you so, but I do want to say something very plainly and very boldly to you. And then I'll throw you a lifeline as well. But the plain truth is this. If you take the ostrich approach, this is all going to happen to you. And instead of getting in on the upside of inflation, which is what you're learning about today in the next 90 minutes or less, you're going to watch potentially one third of your wealth disappear this year alone. And you're going to watch your government try to shift you probably voluntarily at first. And then they're going to give you fewer and fewer pennies on the dollar to cash in your dollars for whatever digital currency they're going to try to to resuscitate. Jerome Powell's already saying this this summer. He wants to have a discussion with the American people about a digital dollar. All he's doing is begging for time. His announcement is one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. I mean, El Salvador's government just voted by a super majority to adopt Bitcoin as a currency. I'm sure that's because they know that their currency is tied to the dollar and they know that the dollar is going down. You can be in on it or you can let it happen to you. So I wouldn't be talking to you about this unless I had set up a plan so that I can um, help you have a guide on the journey. And so here's the lifeline if you're stressed like like I would be because I'm really technophobic. I'm not a, a technical person at all. I'm the opposite of those millennials who can figure out anything on their smartphone or their device. But I've helped a few of my friends who are over 60 work with their millennial children to make some investments in cryptocurrency. There's always a way to get involved in it and get invested in it, even if technology is daunting to you. I mean, I'm super technophobic and... I had to come to the conclusion I've got to think outside the box and I've got to put in a bit of time to learn this or else a lot of what I've worked for since I was 19 and I first started a business and I bought my first property just a year later, the age of 20, it's going to turn to dust between us helping you and you plugging into maybe a millennial in your life who loves stuff like this and is comfortable with technology. Between that, we've got your back. Because you can keep trying to hail a taxi because you don't want to download the Uber app. You can dust off your Nikon camera and you could probably find some place that will sell you some Kodak film. And you could probably find a place that's still developing film to get it printed into photos old school. Rather than getting an Apple iPhone, you can keep using the bank's investment instruments while they leak like a flat tire on your bike. Or we've already done the hard work of understanding the world of Bitcoin and the much larger, and in my opinion, more important world of altcoins and cryptocurrencies. And today I would like to help make that easier for you. So we're offering to be your community and your guide for a very fun ride into the world of cryptocurrencies. Now, I am not an investment advisor and I am not here to give you financial advice. We are an education operation here. This is an educational opportunity only. And we're just sharing the research that we've done into this emerging young world of cryptocurrencies so that you have a much, much easier time of it than we did. 
So my friends, Carl and Will, who you'll meet soon, um, they moved to Mexico over a year ago. I mean, their story is that uh, Will is from South Africa and Carl is from the U.S. But they moved to the U.S. from South Africa where they were living to live the dream. They rented a cabin. They got a great job in the tourism industry. And then in March of 2020, they saw the writing on the wall and they got out of the United States. Now, that's not my decision and there's not a good or bad or right or wrong decision, but it's a good thing they did because they got to Mexico and found it to be much less expensive to live there. And they started investing in cryptocurrencies. And over the course of a year, they turned $200 into $100,000. And actually, it was closer to $200,000, but I'm adjusting that because in May of 2021, just recently, cryptocurrencies took a real beating. But their cryptocurrencies were up to $200,000. And we're going to get into what what I have to say about the fact that cryptocurrencies have been volatile. They have been volatile, but it's actually pretty uh, predictable. So their approach and mine are both valid. Mine was different. I bought in the beginning of this whole thing when we first heard the word COVID and I realized that our economy is going to be in trouble. I bought $50,000 worth of Bitcoin and I paid absolutely no attention to it. And a year later, a friend told me that my Bitcoin was worth eight times what I had paid for it. So my approach and Will and Carl's approach um, is very different. I just figure I work 70 hours a week and I had liquidated some investment money and I had bought into cryptocurrencies as part of my new strategy. And whereas Will and Carl studied everything they could get their hands on, they're really gurus at this point, and they just invested a few hundred dollars because that's what they could afford. And look what they've done. They've turned it into, you know, the most high ROI investment I've ever seen in my lifetime. So in both of our cases, our confidence really grew in cryptocurrencies, but they at the same time were really losing their confidence in the United States as a free and stable country. And there were riots raging in the streets. Right about the time they moved, there were prisoners in their homes, just like you were a prisoner in your own home. Businesses were being trashed and destroyed. There was military presence on the ground and in the air became the norm. So they went, went to Mazatlan. John and I went down there and uh, visited them in February of 2021. We were considering whether we were going to move to Mexico as well. We didn't. We moved to Florida, um, partly because you can't own a gun in Mexico. And we just decided that was a deal breaker for us. Um, but we like their decision for them too. And the fact that their cryptocurrencies have increased in value by 500%, they've decided, you know, they lost their jobs in tourism eventually. And they've, they are making it their full-time job now to help you and support you and educate you in making this really admittedly bold and different move into the world of crypto where they've developed education and support so that you can hit the ground running. And what Carl and Will and I totally agree on is that cryptocurrency investments have the power to give us back so much of the freedom in the world that it seems like we otherwise have just lost it. So that brings me to the reason why I'm doing this podcast. I have lots of friends and family who wanted to get started in cryptos and they found it daunting and even scary, which I can relate to because I would take a look at it every few years and then something about it was just too daunting. The barriers to entry, trying to learn the technology, and I just wouldn't. 
So what's happening right now, though, is we're starting to see mass adoption. There are now hundreds of banks, even credit cards are announcing their intention to facilitate crypto trade and payment. So you can just use a credit card to spend your cryptos. But the ones who get in earlier will be the ones who make the big money. And so while you probably wouldn't have paid attention back when the early adopters were buying cryptocurrencies, we want to make it really, really easy for you. It really wasn't that easy for us. So Carl and Will and I have been putting our heads together to make to make it 10 times easier for a newbie. We've been thinking about the boomers a lot. We've been thinking about the beginners a lot and thinking, how can we make it really, really easy? So in the show notes today, there will be a link to the Insider's Mastermind that we have founded so that we can form a community for the beginners all the way up to intermediates to get the support that they need and information they need so that they don't have to run around the world trying to pick up pieces of the jigsaw puzzle all over the place. So, and by the way, those of you who are like, wait a minute, Facebook, I don't want to be on Facebook. Facebook has the best functionality, but yes, uh, we do actually have it set up in a membership course. So we do have backup off of Facebook. If Facebook were to bring us down, we do have a plan for that. So I already know that Facebook hates the word freedom because my Take Action for Freedom Facebook page a year ago was growing by 500 a day and they just punished it 30 different ways until we finally just had to archive it. It was it was just too punishing to try to run the Take Action for Freedom page on Facebook. So we call the mastermind that we're founding, we call it TAF, which is short for Take Action for Freedom, TAF Insiders Mastermind. I mean, you know what? On my website, I don't even do um, transcripts of the podcast anymore. Because I literally don't want words like, like freedom on my face, on my, um, website. Crazy. I also had a, a website called Utah Freedom and Facebook destroyed that as well. So we also have the whole membership set up outside of Facebook, but people like Facebook for such, you know, great, uh, just easy ways of engaging with other people. So let's talk about what cryptocurrency is. Easiest way to explain it is that it's a form of electronic payment that you can use to exchange online for goods and services. So think of crypto. Sometimes I'll call it cryptocurrencies, but sometimes for sure I'll say crypto. Think of it like casino chips. Okay. So you first exchange your real money like dollars for the chips before you can start playing the roulette table. Or if you're old enough to remember what an arcade is, think of the tokens that you buy with dollars and the tokens get you access to the games. So same exact concept applies to cryptocurrency. You need to exchange your real money, your actual dollars for the cryptocurrency. And don't let this overwhelm you, but there are 6,700 different registered cryptocurrencies. And you could compare that to the fact that there are only 180 fiat currencies in the world. So there's literally 37 times more cryptos uh, or cryptocurrency projects than fiat currencies in the world. So fiat currencies are like dollars and euros and yuan in China. And no, we don't think that you should try and invest in hundreds of cryptocurrencies, not at all. But to give you a sense, I'm going to give you a lot of little uh, easy to remember data points so that you can get a sense of how mass adoption is underway right now. You can't ignore the mass adoption of cryptocurrencies just like you cannot afford to ignore the reality of the hyperinflation that the United States is well underway with. 
But the total value of the cryptocurrencies currently in circulation is more than $2.2 trillion, which is more than all of the holdings of JP Morgan Chase worldwide. And it's going up by the day as billionaires and banks and governments and institutions scramble to get cryptos on their balance sheet. So another way to understand is that the trading and buying and selling of cryptocurrencies is also performed completely outside of and independently from traditional banks, which I'm sure you can understand is a huge incentive. And it's, it's a, it's a boon to be able to control your money or your store of value or your investment, however you want to think of it, free from the absolutely fraudulent institutionalized corporate giants. So crypto is exchanged and bought and sold on a revolutionary new technology called blockchain, which we'll discuss in a minute. So like I said, don't stress out that you have to learn 6,700 different cryptocurrencies. You don't. In fact, we think that this whole market is a little bit like the dot-com bubble. A lot of these coins will come and go. A lot of them will never really get off the ground. A lot of them will fail just like most startup companies will fail in the first five years. And you can, you can day trade with some coins if that turns you on that you want to have several dozen of them that you're playing with in, you know, a certain amount of money, which might be $200 for some of you and it might be $20,000 for some of you. But what we are mostly in it for is the buy and hold coins. We're interested in the buy and hold strategy because we believe that these are going to be on a skyrocket for the moon some of these coins. So yeah, a lot of these 6,700 coins will go under eventually. And personally, I'm invested in fewer than 10 coins, not 6,700. But imagine if during the dot-com era, you got in right about when Amazon and Google and Facebook were taking shape. You might be sitting in your million-dollar beach house right now, retired early, sipping margaritas or sipping green smoothie, green smoothies, whatever. So why would you invest in cryptocurrency? First of all, the most obvious thing is that it is clearly the currency method of the future. I've seen a lot of evidence that the globalists themselves who have been doing this whole thing and planned this whole thing that we're in, they are highly invested in cryptocurrencies. And in fact, they're behind a couple of the projects, at least most of them are free market projects started by entrepreneurs But every single day, more large corporations and financial institutions are announcing their move to cryptos as the fiat currencies are losing value fast. At the moment, it appears, and I I take a look at what a lot of different people are saying, but it appears that the dollar is losing 1% of its value every single month, which is, that's truly, it's hyperinflation. 1% doesn't seem like that much until you consider that it's happening month after month after month. And a lot of Americans don't seem to know this because they've just literally never seen it in their lifetimes. And so they talk about their sticker shock at the prices of cars and the prices of food and the prices of real estate. But some of them don't seem to understand that there are forces that created this situation. I personally am still invested in real estate But I liquidated my 401k literally in April of 2020 because I don't have any confidence in it. I don't have any confidence in the instruments inside it and what I used to invest in. Real estate's probably still a good investment because people need a place to live. 
especially the real estate that you already owned and the real estate that you live in. But buying real estate right now, it's not what I want to do because the prices are so inflated. And I don't know if these prices can keep going up for a bit longer, but most of the experts agree, the experts that that I'm plugged into at least, that the inflated real estate market is headed for a crash. Plus, you've got the CDC um, over a year ago told tenants that they don't have to pay rent. And I have a problem with that. Um, there's major federal penalties for a landlord for threatening a tenant for saying, hey, I'm going to cut your power if you don't pay your rent. Because, hey, I still have to make my mortgage payment. I still have to pay the HOA fees. still have to pay my taxes. Somehow, the Center for Disease Control in our country is telling our tenants of America they don't have to pay rent. So that made me a lot less interested in having my net worth in real estate. So I actually just sold some real, sold some real estate to go in bigger with cryptos. And I'm in process of selling a couple other properties to do the same. Now, one of the big resistances I'm going to hear from you is cryptos aren't backed by anything. All right. So if you say cryptos aren't backed by anything, I want to point out two things to you. The first one is, do you think that the $1.8 trillion that Biden just dumped in the economy is backed by anything? Because if you said no, you're right about that. Every time someone says that, that when the government is spending money and they say that's our taxpayer dollars, I wonder, do people think there's some big treasure chest full of money that the government collected from us that they're just paying for all this stuff with? Cause it's not, that's not how it works. They're just printing money. There is no money in a treasure chest somewhere or in a bank account somewhere. They're literally just creating money out of thin air. These central banks are, which aren't even owned by the United States or by Americans. And they're just dumping that fake money into the economy and they're intentionally sinking the dollar. Okay. And why do you think it's because they're bringing us something else? So it's not like investing in another fiat currency like the euro or the yuan is going to help you because guess what? They're all tied to the dollar. So, and right now, as I'm recording this for the fourth time since March of 2020, Biden is talking about another $5 trillion bailout. Trump and Biden and every president before them for a long time and the U.S. legislature have been dumping trillions of dollars backed by nothing into the economy, and no one is willing to get elected and try to stop the system that the economy now runs on, which is debt. It's a debt economy. Okay, Production of goods and services used to be the driver of the economy, and now debt is the driver of the economy. So once it became possible for globalist central banks to just create money out of thin air, we were always destined to end up right where we are now. It basically opened the door for tons of corruption and fraud. And a lot of people think the blockchain is bad because the globalists are trying to use the blockchain to enslave, especially the poor. Well, I don't disagree that the blockchain technology has the potential for for evil. However, blockchain also creates incredible transparency and accountability. And some, a blockchain developer that I got on the phone with last night for 90 minutes said that he thinks that we will achieve the the freedom of the human race because of blockchain technology. He said, if you were up close and personal with uh, blockchain technology, like I am every day, you would be as hopeful as I am. It's inevitable. He said that human ingenuity is going to free us from the tyranny and the corruption of our government's 
and these institutions like the central banks that have us all in debt bondage. So right now we're all trapped in an economy that is in the process of collapsing, but we can't go with old school thinking of, well, this, this, these cryptocurrencies aren't backed by anything. In fact, they have really interesting utilities and they are going to absolutely change the world. So number two, the other thing I want to point out, if your resistance to crypto is that it's not backed by anything, let me ask you, would you be willing to bet that the internet is here to stay? Okay, I would. If you think that the internet and blockchain are going to go away, I would love to hear your argument. I've never heard anybody be able to make that argument. But blockchain, which again is the technology that crypto projects are built on, blockchain provides security and privacy and it removes human labor. Blockchain really hampers the ability for huge corporations to take advantage like they've been doing to you for decades. So insisting on keeping your money in dollars is you betting on the integrity of the U.S. government. Okay, have you seen the U.S. government have high integrity? You haven't. Whereas you're going in with cryptos is you betting on the future of the internet and the future of blockchain. So that whole idea of backed by nothing can't be your reason to play ostrich because dollars are being printed and are flooding the economy as we speak that have nothing backing them either. I mean, technically, my dad's military pension is actually communism. There is no money sitting somewhere to pay my dad his pension every month. And all of his colleagues who fought for us in various wars, there is no money sitting in a bank account anywhere. All of that depends on the government just printing money backed by nothing. So we are really starting to see some of the world's savviest billionaires investing heavily in Bitcoin and the other altcoins, altcoins being like alternative coins. And major institutions are also beginning the transition. And I really believe that we just cannot afford to ignore this trend. The later that you get in, or you know, if you wait long enough, you'll be forced into this, this uh, means of, of exchange of goods and services. The later you get in, the more upside that you miss out on. Because we believe that the big wins are yet to come. When we started developing this crypto education uh, method here, okay, Bitcoin and the other coins that we really like were worth 40% more than they are right now when I'm telling you this. And that's good news for you because that means you can buy low. That's the whole point, right? With investing is buy low, sell high. So we believe that even with Bitcoin at 20,000 or 50,000 or 80,000 per coin, wherever it's at when you hear this, still a great time to invest because the big long bull run is yet to come. Many, many experts think that Bitcoins will be worth a million dollars each. Remember, they are infinitely divisible. You can use one millionth of a Bitcoin, for instance, to buy something. And there's a market cap of 21 million Bitcoins which anchors its value in something better as far as I'm concerned than the U.S. dollar. And in fact, the deflation of the U.S. dollar is going to cause a mass exodus out of the dollar and the other currencies and into cryptos. So two of the most important things to look for when you're investing in cryptocurrencies are utility and sustainability. We believe that a coin that's worth your investment dollars should support a real tangible project. 
So to keep this episode from being too long, we have a more in-depth analysis and discussion about the utility of all of our favorite coins. We have it in a seven-part video training series that's in our Insider's Mastermind that we're inviting you into today. And you can find a link to that in the show notes, or you can just go join it at takeactionforfreedom.com slash crypto. That's takeactionforfreedom.com slash crypto. And you can join it in the beginning, at least for a super low introductory price. I'm not going to wait you make you wait till, you know, an hour and a half in, but it's locked in. If you join us now, if you join right now in our launch, it's only $67 a month. If you buy three months up front or it's $97 a month, if you just buy one month and you're going to go month to month. So you can, you can also get private coaching calls with Will, my South African friend who has moved to Mexico, who I mentioned earlier. If you just want to go it on your own and you don't want the group coaching and the community, um, you can book a half hour with Will or an hour with him. But if you get the $67 a month membership during our launch, remember you can cancel at any time, but here in our launch, we'll also let you schedule a 20 minute free private call with Will. And he can help you with any questions you have about setting up your exchanges or your wallet, or you can talk to him about what coins you're thinking of buying and ask him questions. He's not a financial advisor, just like I'm not a financial advisor and we aren't giving you investment advice. We've just done a lot of research and we can share with you what we did and exactly why. We can share our own research as educators. So we mentioned blockchain, but how does it work exactly? So cryptocurrencies are built on the blockchain technology. And the simplest way to put it is that a blockchain is a list of transactions that anyone can view and verify. So the Bitcoin blockchain, for example, contains a record of every time someone sent or received Bitcoin. So think of it like an Excel or a Google Sheets spreadsheet where all the transactions are recorded and saved. Nobody can take control of it and nobody can change it. Okay, so this goes to when I spoke for the first time on Facebook of my launching uh, my webinar on this topic, people were like, oh, the globalists control this too. Listen, they can't. They can't. There are a whole bunch of anonymous Bitcoin miners out there and they would have to somehow get a, a full consensus of all these Bitcoin miners to be able to control the blockchain. There's people or to control Bitcoin. You know, there are people who say, oh, the CIA created, uh, created blockchain. That makes no sense because the CIA is the opposite of transparent and they would never develop something that completely disrupts every industry in the world. Once applications are developed so that there's complete transparency using blockchain, um, this is the CIA's worst nightmare, frankly, the CIA and FBA, FBI and all the other three letter organizations who are, you know, unbelievably corrupt. Okay. These guys, their days are numbered because of the blockchain. I mean, we have to actually use it. We have to actually do the innovation and we have to be out in front of the globalists who want to put us into slavery. I talked, like I said, last night for 90 minutes to this blockchain developer. Um, the most recent project he was involved in is that he actually create, created the, um, he's the lead developer on um, the central banking system for eight Eastern Caribbean countries. And I said to him, you know what? The more I study this, the more I've developed a theory 
that there's actually a race going on right now. And there's some very bad people who would like to put us into bondage using blockchain technology. And then it's a race against people in the free market system, innovators trying to use blockchain to clean up every industry in the world and put a bunch of corrupt governments out of business. So cryptocurrencies and the blockchain technology they are built on make it possible to transfer value online without the need for a middleman like a bank or a credit card card company. So let me say that one more time. Cryptocurrencies and the blockchain technology they're built on make it possible to transfer value online without the need for a middleman like a bank or a credit card company. So at this point, I should tell you that blockchain and cryptos are not a way to avoid paying taxes. Okay. We pay taxes and we report our transactions. Uh, At this time in June of 2021, the IRS doesn't require that you report cryptocurrency purchases, but it does require that you report cryptocurrency sales. So since these blockchain uh, technologies are transparent, you can bet that the governments of the world are developing programs to scan transactions and to report to taxation entities. And while we may personally believe that the governments of the world overtax individuals and overtax small business owners while undertaxing huge corporations, right? You probably read that Jeff Bezos uh, the founder of of Amazon, and he owns Whole Foods Markets as well, or or his company does. He paid zero dollars in taxes in 2019. He made eleven billion dollars, and he paid zero dollars in taxes. So we all know that this whole system is super super corrupt. But investing in cryptocurrencies is not a way to evade taxes. So at this point, I'm going to end this part one of our cryptocurrency conversation. And I'm going to come back for part two tomorrow. And we will discuss a little bit deeper dive into cryptocurrencies, the altcoins. It's not just Bitcoin. There's more to know than that. Or you're welcome to just come join us. You can go to takeactionforfreedom.com slash crypto. And that's where you can join our private community for $97 a month. Or if you buy three months up front, it's only $67 a month and it locks you in at $67 a month so that that price won't go up. I think you'll love being part of our new community. And if you buy the three months up front, you get a free 20 minute call with Will. So you get a, a private consult on. And so just bring your list of questions to Will. But if you want to keep going with me, take a deeper dive. I'll be back for part two. See you then.